Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. All right, there it is. I hit a single button and this adventure begins. That's where it starts. I'm excited, guys. I'm so stoked to talk to my guest today. I feel very unworthy. Uh, she is amazing. Uh, B2B technology executive thought leader. Her specialty is taking really successful companies, hundreds of millions of dollars, and getting them to that IPO status, getting them public, making them shine. Has worked brands like Anaplan, Aptus, Marketo, um, has been named the top 40 demand marketing game changer, top 30 most influential women in B2B marketing technology. What? Uh, yes, that's right. She's about to be talking here. A member of the Forbes Communication Council with marketing, CMO of Active Campaign, Maria Pergolino. Hi. Welcome to the show. Yes. Hi, I'm Maria Pergolino. I appreciate that amazing <laughs> intro. Um, I like lost to myself in it, Maria. I was like, my gosh, it keeps going. And I wrote it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to live up to it. That's the whole like next uh, few minutes is just going to be me trying to prove that I deserve any of that recognition. Thank right? you so much. So is it downhill from there or what are we doing? <laughs> I'm going to try to keep bring it uphill. We're going to try uphill. to, to like keep it. that going. All right. Well, let's do it. Well, like I'm going to stop talking over here because you're the expert. I'm going to pass you this thing. We're going to, we're going to be smashing stuff today. Here it is. Ugh. Okay. Um, you got it. Here's the handle. I've got it. I've Thor's got it. hammer. Take Thor's hammer. Oh, there you go. Okay. And smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception, set the record straight once and for all. Casey, I thought a lot about uh, this. I knew this question was coming. You and I have talked a few times uh, and a little behind the scoop. For those who don't know, Casey is an amazing marketer who uh, does lots of prep to make this an awesome show for you. So I All have true. put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> and uh, no, the host never gets the recognition they deserve, right? The, um, the What I want to smash is uh, we're, we're talking probably on the, to a lot of enterprise marketers right now, but uh, the biggest thing I have learned uh, is that small businesses and SMB and the marketing side have just as complex of problems and that we need to be paying attention to them to come up with some of our solutions. I think uh, the consumerization of B2B is here, it is coming. And marketers that do not pay attention to that, that are not thinking about how they can sell as easy as Amazon, even if it is a complex enterprise solutions are going to be left in the dust. And so a big call to my fellow marketer to really uh, pay attention to those small businesses who are putting the customer first, to the consumer marketers who are finding a way to connect with millions of uh, people through word of mouth, uh, that is our reality and we have to start paying attention. Yeah. It's like this intersection, right? That we, we are so spoiled. I mean, I ordered oysters online the other day, like everything and it was easy. And it even came with one of those little, little oyster knives. So I could figure that thing out and instructions on how to do it. It was easy. It It's so easy in the, in the consumer world, B2B has to, you can't, you know, bury your head in the sand. Like it's coming. It, it is, it's that 
if you don't make it as easy as Amazon, you are going to be left behind. People, uh, it is the accessibility of technology mixed with the coming generations that want to be able to research themselves, that want to be able to look at the reviews. One of the things we talk about at um, Active Campaign all the time, uh, where I am CMO, is that there is this, um, you think, well, you have great customer service, and we think of maybe Zappos or Amazon there, and you have bad customer service, and you think about, you know, whoever wronged you, maybe it was a, a food delivery service that didn't get there, and you think, my brand needs to be in the middle. There is no middle anymore. You can go and look at anything and say, who's the top one? Let me see who's the best ranked, even for software, right? There's G2 and Trustradius. And so if you are not providing that ultimate customer experience, if you are not making it easy, there's not going to be a second place anymore. Like it is because uh, people are just going to go with what they can just do online. And so I, I am paying uh, very close attention and, and learning those lessons now so that I, um, I can stay in business as a CMO. Yeah. I, but it's hard, right? It, it's not easy. Like you're describing it that uh, what isn't it? buying b2b stuff is typically like you gotta talk to some car salesman or woman who's like buy my thing and you're like maybe you trust them if they're a good one or they're just trying to get you like oh you got to navigate bit phone calls and you got content and you got nurture camp all these things happening and your boss is screaming at you to buy the right thing and it's it's hard right so how do you take a they call it a complex sale for a reason how do you take that and squeeze it into like a a sexy little Amazon situation where things just happen. I think there's a lot of things. I think even if you have to close the deal, you need all of the information out there. Hiding your pricing is, you know, people can go and do a search about your pricing and somebody on a review site will tell them what they're paying, right? And so you're losing the conversation. It's happening without you. So how do you create transparent pricing, a freemium, a proof of concept, some way to get something into people's hands? Um, making sure you have clear, um, you've set clear expectations about your service, about who you are as a company. People are looking for brands that align to their values. And so you have to make those values clear. It is not that you can just say, oh, that's, that's not business. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Brands want to know who you are. They want to be able to research it. And if you're not putting it out there and controlling the narrative as a marketer, your customers or Unfortunately, past customers or competitors are out there doing that for you. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, that sounds so obvious, but what I've learned, so I had been in enterprise tech for a long time. I moved to active campaign and have been humbled at the small business, the way they buy and how, how great they are at servicing customers. And what you're going to watch is those companies just kind of take more and more of what enterprise has because they're, um, they're, they're creating those great experiences. Um, and so I think, I think that's really important. Mm. How do small businesses buy? So, uh, I, what I would have told you, I thought versus the reality yeah, is actually yeah. different. So even if you don't sell to small businesses, so we have at active campaign, so active campaign sells a customer experience solution. So think about, marketing automation, CRM, um, and some customer service all together. And it's, uh, it is selling, we have over uh, 140,000 customers because those, um, those customers want to be able to solve not just one piece, not just marketing, one, not just sales. They wanna be able to make it seamless mm -hmm. for their customers. 
Um, but what I thought is, okay, the cheapest of our products, the lowest, the smallest, that's what'll sell online and everything else will be through sales. But we have four tiers. We have, uh, you know, our starter, what we call light. And then we have uh, pro, I'm sorry, then we have plus, then we have pro and then enterprise. We sell deals every single day through pro and plus online where customers come in knowing they want that higher tier. We don't need a sales rep and there definitely are sales reps to help them. Mm -hmm. But um, I would have told you it was only the smallest deals. And I, I found out I was very wrong. Mm -hmm. And you think about that. I get this view across that. Think about if you don't put it online, think about how many deals we might get that somebody who might be an enterprise player won't um because people just don't want that friction in buying they want that transparency in pricing they want to be able to go in we have a free trial for 15 days 14 days they want to be able to go in and do that trial and um and that's reasonable right that's the yeah. uh, the the barriers that we put up it's to control the process and the reality is we don't have that control yeah that's a good point about like why we put these barriers up we're trying to control things then we really can't control. I mean, your pricing example, ooh, we're going to hide our pricing. Why? So we can like charge more people more and other people less. Or what if it doesn't even change? You just, you want to hide it from the competitor. And then what ends up happening, like you said, some person puts it on like G2 crowd or something, and then they can put their own twist on it. Like, oh my gosh, I was paying like so much. It was, here's the prices. And then it just, it, it, it positions that price in a way that you have no control over. And you gave up control by not putting the information out there yourself. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And it's sound again, when we talk about this, this is not people have come on the show. I've listened to many more radical things, but I actually believe that this is an area that we need to pay attention because if we don't, this is one of those things where I always think I have a dear friend who used to or who does, does work for AAA. And she tells the story about how uh, AAA is where you used to go to get your vacation recommendations. It was where you go to get your maps. It was where you go to get your uh, restaurant recommendations. And other brands came in and found a path to that. And so now we go to Open Table. Now we go to uh, Google Maps. They were positioned for that, um, but they they didn't pivot fast enough. This yeah. is our time to pivot uh, for enterprise tech or B2B tech for sure. Yeah, you know, when you mentioned AAA, I remember we would do a road trip to DC, visit grandparents for the holidays, and you you could or you could tell them like, hey, we want to drive to like Gettysburg or something. They would get you like the five or six maps. You know, I, all the people who've never dealt with maps are like, what does that even mean? But they would like highlight them. See, in the old days, people, there was no Google telling you which road to take. They just give you a map and you had to read it, but AAA would highlight it for you. So you're like, oh, thanks guys. And that was a great service. And you're right. They did not pivot. They stayed with, oh man, what a, what a change, right? Same thing with Blockbuster. And it's not that long ago, right? Right now in the no. news today, all of the nonsense that's going on around GameStop and their stock. Yeah. What is that? I, I, I hear like people are watching the GameStop price. I'm out of this. What is going on with GameStop? Oh my goodness. So uh, for those that don't know, and I know that this will take a little bit of time to air. So um, uh, hopefully this isn't too dated, but this uh, kind of goes to that point of people want to know who your brand are and what you stand for. Yeah. So uh, you can short a stock, which means you're betting that that stock does not perform well. And people saw GameStop as a store that wasn't going digital and they thought that it was selling too high. 
And so all these big funds bet against GameStop. It's what you call shorting a stock. But what happened, which is interesting, and this goes to the power of the buyer. This is amazing. Um, a new CEO came in and people supported that CEO. It's a well-respected CEO for digital transformation. They, they run uh, Chewy.com, which is a, a yeah. pet store we use. And if I get a name wrong or something in here, this is pretty close to the story. But all, uh, all of these supporters of gaming, of GameStop, who want to be anti-investor, all these people that said this store isn't going to make it, they all made the stock go up. They all bought the stock for it to go up so that everybody, it, we're talking over a billion dollars of investment in shorts of that stock, um, they lose out on. So this is the people that's coming with their voice, making it that that large investors are uh, hurting because they believed in this brand and they wanted to be uh, counter to to those that were betting against this company. It's amazing. It's an amazing wow. story if you have not gone and looked. I hope oh, I did this yeah. did it justice in that short uh, in that short snip there. Yeah, yeah, the Chewy, the Chewy, the co-founder, and yeah, I was just looking at it on uh, the news site here. Wow, yeah, you know, you, you hear about people just sort of choosing to short, and I think Tesla has been the stock that people love to short, and uh, and it's always proven them wrong. Like, come on, you yeah. don't bet against Elon Musk, people. But um, but I digress. Like GameStop, now are they they're actually going to make a digital transformation is that where all the stock is coming from all the pricing? well the the growth was to to prove these investors wrong but i think yeah. we'll be watching to see can they make that digital transformation they now have some infusion of dollars uh it'll be interesting to see if they can do it yeah. but this is something um and and the point here could be are we going to go back offline we're all going to get the vaccine hopefully all of us and then uh, nobody's gonna, we have Zoom fatigue, right? We have computer fatigue. We don't wanna be in front of our computers. So will we regress? And will that digital transformation stop? And I don't think so. I think I'm still gonna order my groceries online. I still think I'm gonna try to use some of the things that I've gained through uh, this terrible pandemic. And so that digital transformation is going to continue. And so, uh, I know it feels so dated to say digital transformation, but we are not even at the apex of it yet. We still have a lot of ways to go. You know, if you were to distill that, because I know digital transformations had so much like hype and knob, like at the at its core, what is it? Digital transformation, I mean, to, to me, and we can go look up the official de definition, sure. but it is enabling anything that you would do offline or in person and you're enabling it online and you're removing friction through that process, right? So, um, and that's not just for the customer. I think I would count that as internal for your employees as well. So I consider everything from getting your paycheck, uh, you know, digitally deposited to making sure your customers can get serviced uh, online, all part of digital transformation. Um, I think a big piece of that right now, um, people used to make a joke uh, about like, and <laughs> this is a little bit crude, but like when, when, you, um, when you pass away, like delete my Google history, like don't let anybody see that, right? Like, yes. But I think that even more than people not seeing my Google history, I think the thing I would be embarrassed about is my screen time. Like don't let anybody ever see what my screen time on my phone is. Uh, it's like the thing that I like see every week and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't even think of that. 
people are on their phones. And I know, again, that sounds obvious, but it is more than ever. Uh, you could not have told me that I would be on my phone as much as I'm on my phone. I would have said that that was impossible, but I see days that I'm on my phone for six hours. Like it's, um, it's, and again, that's like almost embarrassing to say, but right now a lot of our digital transformation is through what can happen with this thing that we keep in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like waking up, what did we, how did we ever wake up without a phone? What did we do? Just lay there and go like, what am I doing today? I don't know. I won't know until I get to work and I check my email. <laughs> that was great. I don't know. It seems obvious, right? Like, oh, we have an alarm clock, you have these things, but like, even the way we live, we start our day looking at news and catching up on things because it's right yeah. in front of us before we said like walk out of our house to get a paper or like yeah. the, the world really has changed. And I think, uh, you know, as I don't think the fundamentals of marketing change, um, but I do believe the channels that we engage through. Oh, and let's, um, I'm going to keep going here. The, as yeah. we talk about channels, uh, there's a, um, for texting community as a platform where people can give out a phone number and you're, you're essentially texting with, with your fans or followers. Clubhouse has become so popular recently. Yeah. Um, you on there? It's a new channel. I am on there. Uh, yeah. Later today, I'll be joining a session. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. What are you going uh, to do? What are you going to join? Uh, one about B2B marketers uh, using Clubhouse. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know if I, I got to see if I, I got to follow you. Um, so, I mean, this is all part of that digital transformation. And again, we, um, we, we want to be where our buyers are. But but again, it's about removing friction. It's not just being there, but that transparency and pricing, that freemium, that however you get that product into their hands um, is more important than ever. 100% is. And yes, I am following you on Clubhouse. I'll make sure I follow back. If not, we'll uh, no, make will... sure we're in a session together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things. Um It's interesting. It is kind of like the party line of like the, what, the 70s though, isn't it? We're just all dialing into like a conversation what 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 is what in your opinion makes clubhouse so interesting to people right now so for me i don't want to speak for everybody because i'm just learning there i have yeah. definitely joined some calls um i watched uh i don't know how all the i'd love to see if any marketers that are listening to this want to share online how they stay up to date with things but mm -hmm. Um, I watched a number of sessions at CES. Right now, Davos is going on. I'm following. They do amazing summaries of the event through the day. So watching that. So I'm always trying to stay up to date. Oh. Clubhouse, there were some sessions about, hey, what is the top thing for marketers out of CES? So I was real time able to hear what other people participating were able to say. Same with Davos. So um, very relevant information very quickly, kind of like how we all would go to Twitter and see what people are saying at a conference. You were now hearing it live. Um, I've gone there uh, in the morning when I get ready. Uh, a couple of times there's been a marketing session and I've just turned it on. And what's great, nobody can see me, right? Like makeup not on. I don't have to, yeah. even if I want to talk, like uh, I can talk and I don't, it's, it's taking that visual and like, uh, sometimes I am just not camera ready, uh, yeah, probably more, more than most. So, um, I like, I like it so far. It's got some challenges, but I really have enjoyed it. Yeah. I just love, there's like, it's a diverse audience. There's like all yeah. walks of life, shapes and sizes from the scrappy entrepreneur all the way up 
onto the executives like you're talking about. Um, though I've only joined, well, I've joined a, a couple different things. One of the ones I've joined though has been like a comedy. Uh, they've got some really funny people like that. Can't oh, be I want right to go now. check that out. Yeah, they can't be in you know the comedy clubs right now, so they're just they're just going crazy on Clubhouse. One was uh, the title is something insane, like um, free therapy from people who have attended at least one therapy session. Right? <laughs> so it was like everything that it was like the worst advice ever. It was like purposefully the worst advice you could ever give someone about anything, and they were like. They were shaming the person asking the question, uh, but like the person asking the question was a comedian too. So they'd be like, yeah. uh, I'm being stalked by this person. And they're like, why are you not giving them your time? Like, are you being selfish? And just the worst, it, but it was just fun hearing people just joke around and use this for entertainment as well as for business. I think that's the sweet spot when you, when you're tapping into different cultures and, and facets of life where you get both the fun side and the business side, I think, that's probably why we see so much attention on Clubhouse in the news these days. By the way, I have invites, people. If you need them, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> the um, the app now, if somebody tries to sign up, it will ping the people they're connected with to say, hey, invite them in. So now just go sign up and it'll ping Casey uh, if you're connected. And if not, yeah. follow him when you get in there. Connect on LinkedIn um, or something. Yeah. The important thing with these, and I think this has been um, through my whole career with any social channel, like I'm not prolific on these channels. I am protective of my time, but I do think getting into them and knowing how to use them as a marketer. So as I have been on Clubhouse, there's things that I am thinking about that the, the, the platform can't even do well yet. But imagine if just in a second, you're working on a feature and you could pull up your customers and just have a quick call. Hey, what does everybody think about this? And anybody who's available joins for just a few minutes. The uh, benefits that could bring for instant product feedback for, you know, hey, can everybody just like, what do you guys think about this campaign? The way that you would be able to potentially talk to your customers has big possibilities here. And it's not great for that yet, but I want to be on the front of that. And so... I would encourage other marketers to be thinking about these channels and deciding, hey, is this something that I want to lean into uh, as we think about, you know, what what other channels we want to have to talk to our customers? Yeah. Now, how do you balance it in your mind? Because I know marketers are so good at going after shiny things. Like, how do we carefully explore something, stay at the front of things, but also not like have our strategy just going to the next object? You know, how do you balance that? Yeah, so I know there's some marketers who, uh, and marketers that I respect that'll say like, hey, I'll do a sales call with anybody and learn about your product if you make a donation to a charity or whatever it is, because as marketers are constantly being pinged, I try to take a different approach where I am selecting what I want to look at. So we know the channels, like we know that there's podcasts and so you should be knowledgeable about podcasts. And if you start seeing a rise of something, making a decision if you want to invest some time there. Yeah. Um, and then I think experiencing some of it, not feeling like you have to be the best. Uh, one thing I would suggest is be a creator on each of the site, even if it's so over the weekend, I made three TikToks and none of them are very popular. I don't have a big following there, but I'm trying to understand as I guide my team, how much time does it take? What are the options? What are the guides? Um, where do I think the challenges are? And so as marketers, we are creators, right? And mm -hmm. our job is creating. And so taking time on any of these platforms to be a creator, even if it's with no audience, I think uh, is, is worth 
uh, worthwhile effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's smart. I haven't created yet on clubhouse, which is probably the missing link. You know, I've kind of been like, Oh, what do I have to talk about? But you're right. Just create, get a little creative there, create some content and, get a better sense for what's there. Not, not just the lurking and the listening, but also participating as well. So what I did today, the reason I know I'm joining one is I saw someone I know who's created one and I'm not going to create a session and I don't feel like I have to go through all of that, but I reached out to them. I just sent them an email, right? I didn't go through clubhouse. I haven't figured out all of clubhouse yet. I just sent an email saying, Hey, I'm going to be able to join today. I'd love to participate with you. And I think um, for anybody listening here, like I, I, uh, you heard this big list of accolades in the beginning, and I am a marketer who is trying to figure it out just like everybody else on this call. But I would say like, just not hesitating to reach out, ask for help, say, how can I get involved as a path uh, is totally fine. That person came back and said, Hey, we're trying to figure it out too. If you'll jump in, that's awesome. And um, and so, and I've seen some great marketers. I think about, uh, Dan Fronin from Sendoso, the CMO from Sendoso, yeah. um, who, uh, I worked with at Aptis and he is just fearless. And that fearlessness, like you, he's not trying to be perfect. He's trying to figure it out. And, um, I am often trying to emulate other great marketers. I see like Dan or, uh, and I could go through the list that I'm always following, but a little bit of fearlessness is important for mm-hmm. uh, for any B2B marketer. Yeah, stop being a wimp, Casey. Let's go make make some magic. Um, there, I know there was a there was clubhouse dating going on. Have you oh. have you seen those? I have not. I am not in the dating market, but that seems very interesting. Imagine this, right? Huge, very widely attended room on clubhouse, and. Um, there's a bunch of people on stage. There's a really fun host, just really outgoing guy. And he's like a couple of them, but he's like really outgoing. And it's like, shoot your thought shot. You got 30 seconds. So they invite somebody that wants to be on the stage, come up there. Okay. And then like anyone in the audience catching your eye and they're like, and they name them and they invite those people to stage too. And then they're like, so go ahead. Who are you? Impress these people. <laughs> now take oh, what, what you just said there which sounds like and i'm sure over half the listeners or half the listeners here made that there's going dating i don't need to date i don't need to think about that but imagine if you replace the word dating with like demo and now this is your product you're hitting or what, what? if you replace that with um job hiring Mind you know pitch yourself blown. for a role right and so that's where I think you look at this and this is exactly kind of ties to the beginning where we talked about the consumerization of B2B, watching these things you can do on the consumer side and saying, how can this impact my business? Because it's coming. Somebody's going to grab at it. And I think uh, for all of us, right, we want it to be our brands. We want it to be uh, what we do. Wow. Dating, job hiring, demos. It's all the same thing, right? 30 seconds, tell me about it, right? It's uh, it's all the same thing. Wow. See, yeah, see, I'm glad glad we're chatting about it because I I was just thinking so one-dimensional, like, oh, this is fun, like a caveman. And then you're like, actually, because of X, you have Y, Z, and Z2, and all these other things that come from that. So, yeah, okay, I see why people are are buzzing about it because there's so many things you can do. I think it's also because it's like we're sick of COVID, and we're like, please, give me some way of connecting with people and I don't have to wear a mask because I'm safe. I'm away from them. And, but we can still talk and just, I think we, we miss each other, you know? 
I think so, but I keep thinking about, does this go away when we go, when we can all go outside? But I imagine the first conference I go to and you've just gone through your day and you want to debrief on it, you jump on a clubhouse or you, you know, and, and mm. have a quick discussion. And so I do think that everything we're learning digital right now, the, the good stuff of it is going to carry forward even, um, uh, even when we're beyond uh, all this time at home. That's true. Yeah. I, I, at first I was like, yeah, it definitely goes away. But then you, you were selling me on it. Like you just want to debrief and, um, and just, and again, it's, it's like connection. It's ad hoc connecting with people. I mean, who, what's not to love with that for the people that like connecting with people. So um, yeah, well, I gotta ask you then. Um, so we've we've got we've got all these really cool things happening, and the buzz is going on here in transformation. Uh, what keeps you up at night? What is not either not working, or what are the challenges? You're a CMO. You're the head of marketing. Like, what keeps someone like you up at night when you think about all the things going on? Um, I'm a passionate person, and so you think whatever went wrong in my day, or whatever, like. Uh, you know, the results are coming in for the month, that that might be it, but it's not at all. The things that keep me up are the things that I can't forecast or predict um, or that are changing. And so right now, and it ties to everything we just talked about, the thing that I'm thinking about is how does this change go? How does this affect our brand? So I see uh, three kind of use cases. There's, there's offline brands that are gonna have to reopen there are brands that are a mix of offline and online. And you may think to yourself, well, I'm a B2B SaaS software company or I'm a B2B manufacturer. I'm not, um, I'm all online. But the reality is we all have trade shows. We have physical conferences. So we do bring yeah. it to a physical. And then there are brands that are purely online and they all have different um, challenges. If you are purely online, you're gonna have to figure out how to get some eyeballs, right? If you uh, are not, and you, we do uh, what we call study halls uh, before COVID, the year before we did over 200 in-person events, like figuring out how we as a business are going to emerge, what that balance is gonna look like. And then because all of our customers are going through the same, how do we position ourselves to help them? And so, this, um, and I was validated in some of this. Uh, again, we're recording this while Davos is going on and this has been a topic there as well. Like what does the next phase look like? And as marketers, if you can get ahead of that curve, just the same way I'm trying to get ahead of things with Clubhouse, you can get an early advantage. And so how do we take advantage of some of that? Right. In the best yeah. way, in a helping way. I don't mean to take an advantage in a like a, uh, in in uh, in anything negative, but yes, get, yes. How do we get our unfair share of that of that business? How do we keep that unfair share of people's attention when they don't want to be in front of their computer? Right, right. It yeah, and I love how you said it. it's the things you can't forecast or predict. The things that are changing that have an unclear outcome, and it's like, where is this going? Um, what is your take on where that's going? What is you? What is your take on when the physical? comes back in and obviously this is completely in air because who the hell knows and this is why we're up <laughs> we're not recording this at midnight but we could be <laughs> so i think the um there's there's layers and complexity this so you think everybody's excited to get out of their house and i think yeah. that's right but it's all going to be at different times 
And we're all gonna have a bunch of policies that come in play as it relates to our business around travel policies, what's gonna be approved, what, what we can actually go and do. Um, so for our own businesses, it's not as easy as saying, great, let's just throw up a trade show and everybody's gonna come. I think there's a lot that we're gonna have to watch and follow. I know personally, I'm gonna be watching big tech to see um, kind of how they help their workforce. The, um, for, um, I think there are gonna be like all of, I just remember when COVID started happening, everybody was like content strategy. How do you get more content because people are online? Now it's gonna be all about quality. There are people are going to be spending less time online and it's also going to be about mobile because if they're online, it's likely going to be on their phone as they're going out, as they're going to do things. And so um, I think there's a pivot that way. For brands that are uh, location-based, um, which I know isn't a lot of this audience, but it's still going to be a, how do you get your unfair share, right? Whatever the situation is and how do you communicate what's open? How do you communicate what is available? How do you say this is what's online and this is what's offline? Because the other thing is people don't want to go just back to physical, like the things that you get, like I'm, like I said in the beginning of the call, I'm going to still have my groceries delivered. I'm going to still um, mm -hmm. uh, do things online that I didn't used to do online. I want those brands to keep that digital as well as have the in-person. So um, there's going to be a mix. I can imagine um, for anybody who's a, a marketing leader here who does uh, virtual uh, physical events like trade shows, I think you're going to have to find a way to do a virtual event and a trade show together, which we mm -hmm. used to never do, but it is going to be the requirement now. Um, and I think that's just the case. Like we have built larger global audiences because of that online piece and we're going to have to continue to deliver there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And in the middle of all this, and especially COVID, the idea of does marketing play a part in it? Does it fit? Um, are you still seeing you know, the, that need? You hear a lot of it, the need to justify marketing to the organization. Have we proven ourselves during COVID or is it an ongoing saga of proving yourself to leadership, proving yourself to organization that marketing is an investment? Um. So that uh, I Easy question, um, you know, simple, true or false. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm going to try to answer this as concisely as I can. So, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, the being a call, I really specialize in this size of company. Often you could say like unicorn organizations, private companies that are in that hyper growth to IPO mm -hmm. or some type of exit. Um, because I have a reputation there outside of my CEO and board, a lot of the other unicorn CEOs will call me and they'll say, they'll tell me about their troubles with marketing and ask for help. And my first answer is normally why, you know, uh, and it's often they'll say, well, the sales team says this. And so my response will be, why don't you get rid of marketing? Like, it doesn't even make sense. You're not happy with it. Just do it all in sales. Your sales reps are the ones that tell. Why even bother having the marketing? Keep a content writer or two to keep the website updated, but what, why wouldn't you just do it all with sales? Imagine that whole budget going to salespeople. And they are so fast to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't, I need to have a marketing team. And every one of them understands the value. And I love how they always frame it. I mean, I'm talking five or six times, the same response to this question. It would be too expensive to have all of sales because that's one-to-one. -one. Marketing gives me all the efficiency at the front. 
They find the deals, think about how hard that is. And now they start selling the idea of marketing to me. And so the CEO knows it, right? It's the efficiency. The more you can do in marketing, the more efficient sales becomes, the overall less expensive your model is. And as and companies now, it's not just about growth, it's growth and profitability, right? And so um, marketing is the key to that. But marketers don't always phrase it as that. They talk about their budgets, not the efficiency they're adding to the funnel. And, and with that, there comes those questions. And so I would encourage marketing to really think about um, that entire uh, front of funnel, which includes sales. You should know what the quotas are for reps. You should know what expense that sales team is. And you should be able to help the company understand how much efficiency you can bring in front of that sales team. If you do more marketing, can they raise those quotas? If you do, um, if, uh, if, you know, the question to me, the question marketers always get is if I gave you, you know, whatever, a dollar more or a million dollars more in marketing, like what would I get for it? The real question should be if, like, if we had an extra whatever number that is, would it go into sales or marketing? And what you're looking for is that efficiency point. And, and every CEO, every board should want that because it's what makes it that the company can be more successful. Yeah. Do you calculate that? Is that, how, um, how do you show you that? In, so the way that you would do that is you would look at what the cost of a rep is and what they can produce with it. And then you'd look at what you could get for that on the marketing side as a way to, as a, the easiest gauge of that. Generally, it's a conversation, but um, I think you kind of uh, can get the idea just by looking at it uh, through that lens. Yeah, cost of a rep. This is what they can do just by themselves. This is what they can do with marketing in front of them. Or this is what marketing can do on mass uh, instead yeah, of the exactly. one. Yeah, okay. And, and you're working out that balance and it's, it's not one or the other, but... Um, I prefer to frame it that way. And I never hear people talking about it that way, but that has served me very well. That's smart. Yeah, I think I think it's a mistake. Just like in sales, it's a mistake to talk about the price, like it's a commoditized, you know, expense to what what is the result we're trying to to give you here? You know, we're not giving you benefits and features, we're giving you results. In this case, efficiency, other things that happen and, and focus attention on that. It's, um, yeah, I think that is, and it, it gets rid of some of that like sales and marketing divide that mm -hmm. we're always trying to, to overcome as well. And you become more of a trusted advisor to that CEO, right? Yeah. Because you're talking in the, you're talking in the language that they want to hear about, which is the efficiency of their business, which is the, it's connecting that revenue to that profitability. Yeah. Yeah. It's speaking their language and now you've got their attention. Yeah. Uh, that's way easier than justifying a, uh, webinar, whatever it is that right. like uh, <laughs> we sometimes get get drug into, or spending hundred grand on a conference, and yeah, it's like, well, what is that? We're actually business. It's closing deals, accelerating pipeline. It's all these things that it's doing. It's not just some that's cost. a perfect example, though. If the reality is you're going to get more from having a rep than doing that that conference, then go hire the rep. Don't have the ego about having to do that in marketing. But in a lot of cases, that rep can't do its job without that in the front. And yeah. so why are we arguing that expense when you need it to make the rest of that group successful? Right. Right. Yeah. If it'd be better served by another person dialing, great. 
But if there's no one for them to dial, oftentimes in um, seen this a lot where people might even overspend on sales and then you're like, oh, well, they're not busy. <laughs> well, they're not busy and they're sitting there and now you're, they're not efficient to your earlier point. They're not as efficient as they could be. They could be more efficient. We could make them more busy. And marketing is perfect for doing that. Yeah. So when the question comes, if you're in an organization that the question comes of like where sales is complaining about marketing, the question isn't less investment in marketing. The question is, shouldn't there be more? Because what they're saying is there's not enough in the front to fill later. And so um, I think often we, we go to the wrong answer there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Less in, should, how much more should we put in the, in the front of it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing. This is, this is fun. Time is flying. But my question now is like, who the heck are you? How do you know all these things? How do you have so much experience? Maria, who are you? Can you take me back in time? It's like little you days. What was it like growing up? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in a small town uh, called Tabernacle, New Jersey. Um, I, uh, my dad was a truck driver. My mom um, had a number of jobs, uh, but ended up in a, in healthcare um, scheduling home health aides. And, uh, I stayed there until actually through most of college, but, um, I did my grad and undergrad in marketing, uh, in New Jersey at Rutgers and, um, have been a marketer almost every day since I spent a short stint over in finance early in my career, right. Mm. When I finished my MBA that I do value because I think it helped me see the other side of marketing, that cost side, um, and then I had, I was an early digital marketer because okay. digital marketer was emerging <laughs> when I was coming into the workforce, um, which is maybe embarrassing to say for everybody on this call who uh, has been doing digital marketing their whole life. Yeah. Uh, and that led me to marketing technology and and uh, moved to Silicon Valley to work for Marketo um, mm. and then have stayed in that type of business since. It's funny how those titles used to say digital marketing manager, you know, or digital, digital online marketing. I remember some of my early titles were online marketing. You had to specify because there's a not online, you know? Yes. No, that's, that's very true. Uh, now that I've really dated myself. No, that's okay. I mean, it's not like you, uh, you know, you didn't deliver spam via Pony Express or anything. So it's, no, didn't exist. Back. Um, yeah, crazy. Well, I, I have a hypothetical for you. Yeah. Um, you've been in all these different places, but one place maybe you haven't been, I may or may not have a time machine here in Nashua, New Hampshire, right? So come visit after COVID it's in the backyard covered in a tarp. Um, and we get the time machine ready to go and it goes back in time and you get to go see yourself after you graduated your undergrad, um, a couple days afterward in case you were partying it up. Uh, so you get to go meet yourself back then. What would you tell yourself? What kind of advice would you give yourself knowing all the things you've been through personally, professionally, what kind of things would you tell that Maria? Yeah, I would, um, I am positive about this answer. I would uh, tell myself to think bigger, uh, let myself know I'm capable of more than I realize uh, in, um, and not just in work too, just as a, a human, the amount that I can give back to this world um, that uh, I can do great things with my job, uh, but also uh, with my efforts as it uh, relates to my personal interests and 
Um, and that what's going to slow me down is my own, uh, li the limitations I set for myself by not thinking big enough and not, um, not moving towards the things that I could achieve. Yeah. What an awesome message that would be to, now, would you listen to yourself? <laughs> it's always the, the follow-up. <laughs> I might, I, uh, I generally know my blind spots. I just can't always fix them. So, uh, I might hear it. I might understand it, but I might not do anything about that. Um, right. I, and I try to enable that. I work with a man who, um, uh, for anybody listening that, uh, from our company, a, a, a gentleman, Benjamin, who is in his twenties. And actually, uh, previous to this, um, a woman L at Aptus who they, they achieved what it took me, you know, in two or three years, but it took me 15 years. And I think it's because of some fearlessness and just trying things and going for it. And, and I watch them awesome. with such envy of like, I wish I could have given myself that. And how do I then make sure, um, like, I don't have it all figured out. Like, how do I give that to myself today? Um, how do I always just try to think bigger um, mm -hmm. to make sure I can get to, you know, where I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah, that's cool. It's not, I, so you, have you helped them get that or, or be like, version 2.0 of who you were have you helped them with that kind of advice i i don't know that i have the the power of that but i hope i've made it that the door is open so that they can take what is right for them and yeah uh what i can say when you find people like that is they give you much more too so opening that door they're opening something for you so um yeah it's uh it's it's like amazing to watch uh amazing talent but even if it's not that like um, like, I don't think you have to, like, I'm not amazingly gifted. I think just moving forward and feeling the freedom, um, is really, really so important. Uh, one tip that I give my team, um, I feel like I'm going on a little bit, but this oh, one, that's why we're here. Is, uh, <laughs> we got all day. <laughs> I say to the, um, to my marketing team, like, it is okay to say, I want to go, let's say you're, um, let's say, and I'm just going to pick a title, but like, let's say you're a marketing and event manager. It is okay to say, I am excited about being a uh, director of events and telling everybody, because you know what people want to do? They want to help. And so anytime there's something like that available, even within your own company, people are going to say, oh, are we thinking about Lauren or at my company that we have a woman, Lauren, but are you thinking about um, whoever for that and just being fearless of that? And then the reason people don't is they think, well, maybe I wouldn't want to do events. Maybe I actually want to go into customer marketing. No one cares if you change your mind. Then you say, you know what? I appreciate your help with this. I've actually decided I'm going to move to customer marketing. Can you help me there? And people will help you get there. Like we're so scared to put a flag in the ground and say, this is what I want. But when we do, everybody helps us and we get there faster. And if we have moved the flag, it's just okay. Nobody holds you to that. Nobody comes back and says, whoa, you can't move to that job because you said you were going to do this. And we, so I, we have to remove that fear. We, we can say, hey, I want your help. And people will love to give that help. It's, um, and maybe that's unique to tech marketing, but I love uh, tech marketing because I watch people help each other every single day. It's beautiful. Yeah. Something about putting that flag in there and, and not only does it signal other people that 
and because we just want to help each other out you know because it, it feels good to do that it's like giving gifts in the holidays it just it feels good to help other people and connect them up and it feels like it helps the overall team out too but it also helps an individual person just to say right now my flag is here you know um and i, I love that you're giving everyone permission to just move that if you want to yeah cool. sometimes i'm having to give that permission to myself too so i think yeah. it's easier I've been done, but um, this right, is it's, more easier. it's easier for us to me. give other people permission, right? It's yeah. way easier. You guys, plenty of permission. Myself, I'm going to hold myself accountable to that thing I goofed up in 2013, you know, 03 or something or 99. Yeah. No, yeah. that's so true. So we cannot go back to 99 on this call. Then we're going to really, really date uh, all of us. So it's a great year. I mean, I had a black and white cell phone, it was like green and gray screen. Yeah, I actually remember being angry that my parents helped me get a color phone, you know, like a, cause I, I thought it was like, it was kind of cool. It was like simple, but I was like, Oh, this is complicated. Now we have iPhones and I'm like, Hey, bring it on. But um, yeah, the tech, the tech continues. We, we got to stay, we can't, you know, bear your heads, you know, Oh, time machine, 1999. Nope. Things are moving. Things are continuing to change. All right. That is that they're not a more true statement. Yeah. Change changes. And uh, I, yeah, I used to say I like I hate change because I was like I hate change in my pocket, but I also kind of don't like change either. But you just need to embrace it and know that things are always in flux. The people at a particular company at a given time, it's like it's a it's an era, it's a, a cohort. You won't always be together forever, so enjoy that particular moment, and then things will change. But it'll be okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, this has been fun. I. I, all I want to do now is just talk about wine because I know you have gotten certified. You have, you have done what few others can, you, uh, you're a sommelier. Is that correct? Or you, you passed your, your first level of that? Yeah, I actually, I think passed the first two. And then I have a couple of designations, um, which has, uh, which is the word sommelier I believe uh, means like servant. You're somebody who serves wine. Nice. Um, and uh, I do not uh, enjoy serving wine. I enjoy drinking wine. So I don't consider myself a sommelier in any way. I um, I love uh, wine for the togetherness that it brings. It's something I miss right now. I actually drink less wine during the pandemic than prior because I like doing it with people and it gives you something to talk about and I love going to wine tastings. I love going to wineries. Um, and so that's definitely a passion. I will be very excited to go to a winery again, um, which I haven't. I've not been in a restaurant of any kind since March. So um, <laughs> really looking forward to that. But wine is definitely a passion. Um, travel, I'm looking forward to, right? Concerts, music. Uh, what would be a country you would love to visit or a place you would love to visit? Let's say snap my fingers, COVID is like completely donesies and you can go anywhere. Where would you go? I'm feeling pretty confident. No, again, I'm putting a flag in the sand that I, yeah. I feel the right <laughs> to move it. That retirement for me will be in the Mediterranean. So anytime mm. that I can get over there to maybe explore and choose that place uh, is of interest. Uh, my mom's originally from Germany. So I'm the daughter of an immigrant and um and so I'd love to uh, explore that way. Uh, the yeah. good weather, I really appreciate the lovely weather in California and the Mediterranean is the other place to get it. So um, 
I, uh, I as much time there as I can as I think uh, where I would pick. Right now, anywhere sounds good. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, right? Just, and I'll take warm and tropical too, because right now in New Hampshire, it's like, yeah. I literally shoveled before this podcast. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> can, it's I, so can I share a tip on like how I've gotten through a little bit that yes. um, is yes. stuff I, I hope to continue even after uh, yeah. I leave the house. So there have been some really like we, like, I like people, I do much better um, if I do terrible with like staying in touch with friends during phone or email, I, yeah. I'm convinced I even have like some anxiety about it because I, I do such a bad job. I really enjoy people when I can fully absorb them and be with them and in person. And so this time has been hard. Uh, there's actually a couple of marketers I know are getting together and like, it's killing me to not. And how I have replaced that, um, I love, I absolutely love Airbnb has something called online experiences. And if you have not engaged with them, I strongly recommend them. There are fun ones like um, escape rooms. I think there's right now an escape room on there that you do. You join a bunch of people from around the world. It is so fun. And I think that's like $20. I have, I joined a session uh, for people who like sports. If you know Taco Falls, uh, the basketball player, I was on a 10 person call with him where he's making tacos like so, uh, through Airbnb. I joined a call with, uh, and again, these are small calls. You're normally on with a few other people. I was on a less than 20 person call with uh, Chris uh, Jenner, the Kardashian mom. Like, so there's some, some Jeez. Uh, famous people, but the ones I have really loved, um, they have a number of Olympians on there. And, you know, as marketers, our jobs are hard. I, I believe the marketing job is the hardest in the organization, um, though I'm biased. Uh, and some days I need, I need strength and I have gotten great strength from Olympians that I have talked to, um, uh, gold medalists, right? In bobsled, in shot put, Michelle Carter, I just talked to was the last one that I did. Um, and I think they are amazing with that, trying to bridge that like offline with online experience. Um, we mentioned wine, wine.com has where they do wine tastings and all you do, you go to this page on their site, I can give you the link and it'll say, Hey, on this day, we're going to do this tasting. You click a button, they send you that wine, you, you buy it. And then you do the tasting with a large group of people. Yeah. Sign um, me up. Totally. A number of people know the food site, um, Gold Belly, to get like different regional specialty food. So if you want to have like, uh, I'm from a Philadelphia area originally. So if you want a cheesesteak, you go to the site to order cheesesteaks or whatever. But they do um, where they send you all the ingredients and then you do a live cooking class. And it's on Zoom. Oh. So you're interacting with the other yes. people. So these have been such a, a game changer for me during COVID. So I would... Uh, really recommend them to everybody here. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I will send you the list. You can put it on the site. We will okay. have it down below. Okay. Everyone click down below. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, as you started mentioning that I went to Airbnb experiences, holy crap. Like I, I, you kind of look for, you know, the, the wine tasting or the this or that, there's a million of them. Good for them. Pivoting so, to like somebody literally just job. walking. So, and let's say when you, you asked me this question of where do I want to go? Yeah. Let's say somebody on here goes, I want to go to, I'm just going to pick a place, Portugal. 
Yeah. You go on there and you find a winemaker who's doing a class in Portugal. You do the online course. And then when you go to Portugal, go to the same place, like bridge your, yes. you know, like make this um, a way. There's people all over the world. I, I, there's street art tours and all, all kinds of different things. It tells you which language it is. So you can make sure you're joining one that's English. And they start, I've done ones that are $3. Um, so they're really fun. Um, the other thing that I'd like to do, uh, here, everybody's just getting all my tips today, personal and professional. Um, the other thing that can make like digital a little bit more fun if you haven't done it, and you can do this for work calls or personal is going and record, having somebody famous do a cameo. If yeah. I don't know if you've been to the cameo site and then bringing that to the digital call, we could have today, we should have recorded a cameo and had them do the intro, right? Like it's, yeah. um, introduce you with a, <laughs> a special guest. So just for somebody's birthday, for whatever it is that's coming up, like adding that just to add some color to the call, because uh, without it, these Zooms are getting like, a, they're, they're getting old. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> like, okay, another Zoom call. But, um, you know, I actually recently had a llama, this guy right here, had a llama uh, join a Zoom call um, at my company. And it was like a wacky funny, idea. right? Like it was cool. Story. Yeah, it was a donation to like an animal shelter. And so, but you know what's cool is no one mentioned it. It's a start. So, I, and I was just like super like nervous, like what's going to happen. And then, and then we, people kept talking and like, and it's there and the, and the camera's falling and it's like eating grass and like, and it was hilarious. And I'm like laughing, trying not to show that like I know what's going on. And eventually someone was like, is there a llama on our call? <laughs> and then the person at the farm was like, Hey guys, it's so-and-so from the farm. Yeah. This is like Charlie, the, the llama or something. And then what was crazy? People are asking all questions about, Hey, what do they eat? Do they spit? Do they, are they like, you know, these other creatures, like what, what are they like? Or what's their fur? Like, you know? And, and I, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. That's what we wanted. Just a little break in the action. You know? I love that. Yeah. I think, I mean, we all are going to leave here and, and want to take some memories with us. Uh, the other thing I've done during the pandemic is I, I made this like kind of deal with myself that I wouldn't feel like it was a year wasted. And so mm. I've done some uh, certificate programs, some education courses for personal development um, that I feel like are additive and to things that I care about. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, I'm a planner and it is planning that enables this. I'm not, uh, I'm not perfectly detailed or any of those things, but just taking the time to say, Hey, what are the courses? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? I think, um, taking a few minutes to do that is, is really valuable. Totally. Totally. Just sign me up. Hey, next time you do one, let me know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to do all these. I've seen like there's, a. Uh, Luca and Lorenzo, our family pasta recipe, and there's these two guys throwing flour at each other and having a good time. It's like, yeah, let's just have fun. Let's not. I think we're kind of treading water for a bit, you know, like, oh, it'll be over soon. It's like, oh, it's dragging on. So let's let's adapt and let's find a way to enjoy life. Yeah, no, it's um, I think you know, we owe it to ourselves to do that, right? Both yeah. in our work. Um that woman that I mentioned, Elle, I talked to her um, a few weeks ago and she said, I made a promise to myself that I am going to be, that this is a hard time for people and I'm going to be the positive force on like every call. I'm going to check in with people. I'm going to be helpful. And her company during this time, I won't go into too many details, but they've done some downsizing in some teams. 
but through that she was promoted. And it's because of the attitude she brought. She stood out in a, in a time when people needed somebody to stand out and help them. And, and that I think of that story, her telling me about this, um, like almost every day, every other day, because uh, like I've used that as power to, for myself, I'm pulling her energy to, to make sure that I can try to be that for people. Yeah. Yeah. We really can. We can be each other's lighthouse. It's foggy. You're not really sure what's going on. Bling. Here's the light. Lands right here. You'll be good. It'll be fine. Uh, I think that's true. I know that people like um, thinking corporations, like everybody's kind of maybe fake nice or, you know, uh, I, I don't, I've heard people say like, oh, I don't really care about other people's families or stuff. It's just small talk. You have to make it in the beginning of the meeting. And it's like, no, no. If you take the time to actually care, you're going to have a better experience. And um and I am, I, every day I used to, my dad used to say that the person who, um, when they, they die, the person with the most memories wins, but I actually think, uh, and I'm learning to do this better. This is not, uh, to my strength, but the person who, with the most empathy, I think is the one that wins. Cause you get to, to go through all the joy and experiences of everybody else. So, um, I've never shared that before, but <laughs> we're, yeah. this is a long call. We're, we're talking about all That's of it. Do. that's what it's about um you know we get to connect on a podcast like this too you know that that kind of that's kept me sane is just having really cool not it's not pretentious it's not like you know it's just being real with other marketers other people and connecting and but you, you learn these tips right i mean it's cool to learn marketing strategy but we also are human too we gotta help each other you know pick each other up and stay sane uh, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And, um, the, I'm, I'm tremendously flawed and need lots of help. So I need to do it sometimes so that other people will help me. So, uh, I appreciate it to, uh, I'm talking like I'm the expert on these things, but really I'm learning a lot of that from other people. hundred percent. We're all, we're all just learning anyways, right? That's all we're doing is different, different parts of the journey, different parts of the path. And maybe you went this way and you found some cool secrets down that way. There's a cool overlook. Speaking of which, there's sangrias and secrets with drag queens, which sounds hilarious. I have done that. I know a number of people who have done that. It is fantastic. <laughs> like, and you can choose to be live on Zoom and be engaging, or you can watch. So the first time, if you just join and just like don't turn on your camera, that's okay. Um, that's that's actually Portugal a really good too. one. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's so fun. So fun. <laughs> there's fitness classes. There's magic music. Heck yeah. yeah. Fitness classes with like, you can do a yoga class for the same price as a yoga class, but with an Olympian doing yoga. Like it's amazing. <laughs> no. It's amazing. Yeah. Get six pack abs with an Olympian. Sign me up. Sign me up. So I start every day now with affirmations, uh, mm. that I say to mm. myself. It's kind of me putting putting that flag in the sand and believing in myself, right? I'm talking to that uh, that person uh, at right side right out of high school still today, and yeah. I learned that because I did. Um, this is actually so fun of a story for me to share. Yeah, I did yeah. it because I did this. I learned this uh, from a woman, Michelle Carter. She would be a great one if it's your first online Airbnb. She has a model, and one of it is speak it, and speaking it is. For me, I've been internalized that as affirmations, um, and uh, and it's a, a quick couple of sentences I say to myself every day. And it's not about who I am today; it's about where I want to go to. 
um, so that I bring that confidence. And I know some of this sounds hokey, but I believe that it works, right? Um, and so in this call, like I find out from this, this woman, this amazing Olympian, uh, uh, dad was an Olympian and a 49er, um, you know, football player. She is a been to multiple Olympics, gold medal Olympian. I find out she is a customer of Active Campaign. She's using our solution. Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm doing this call. We're uploading, and then all of a sudden, we're talking about Active Campaign, and now she's she's going to come and and talk to our company. Oh, so you know, when you open doors to it, you find some amazing things and more commonality. I would have never expected that that's where things were going to go, but amazing thing to learn that that um, that she's using our tool and uh, but. And it doesn't have to be that, and I know that's not going to be the case for everybody, but um, it's just, you know, getting a different perspective, talking to people in different countries, getting, um, there's uh, so many fun ones. The other one that I would recommend, a woman, I don't know how to say her last name, it's Liz, maybe Gleedal, something like that. She was a Canadian Olympian. She does an amazing session on like how to start your day. Hmm. And I, it changed my morning. So, um, and think about how, for those, anybody listening who thinks this is ridiculous, think about how cool you feel when you've gone through your morning the way that you know an Olympian does. Like you just are like, I guess I could do anything today. Like it, it helps. Yeah. Even that affirmation. I like how you said that it's not where I am today. It's where I want to go. That I learned that from her, right? Like it's, um, and so we spend all this time in these, you know, somebody is right now listening to this session um and we're spending so much time learning about like what our jobs but we can do our jobs better by from getting other perspectives i think that's important as we think about diversity and inclusion and um yeah the uh airbnb online experiences are my favorite and then when we can go out they do in-person experiences that i'm excited to try to yeah oh for sure like uh yeah, there's, there's so many, but this is- I, this I get is endorsements. Like I'm not involved with any of these companies. These are just like my things. So like, sure. there's no, uh, um, they probably think I am insane because I sign up for so many of them. I'm sure I'm in their top like 5% of consumers, but- um, Somehow your picture ends up on their website. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> this girl has a lot of time, but I don't. It's just uh, about once a week, I try to do one and it's uh, great. Um, this weekend, I can't believe I'm sharing all this. Yeah. I'm doing some type of like birthday, like um, uh, astral reading, something like that, where um, I am going to learn a little bit about my future. Well, you know, this podcast is sponsored by Airbnb Experiences. Yeah, that's, that's oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool, though. Go so, pitch them after this one. Right. Uh, they should totally sponsor. And they, and <laughs> they need to get active campaign. And yeah. Yeah. All the things. What's up, Airbnb? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth. Yeah, they don't, the lead source, right? There's like, you know, where did you hear about this, a friend? It should be like the hardcore marketing show with Maria and yeah. ROI, track it all back. Though, like, then you think about how does, like, they, you know, you're learning how maybe cooler ways to do webinars, right? So I still think there's value as a marketer in doing that. And then, um, uh, a lot of the people that have been on the sessions that I've done are other people in technology because we're progressive and we're adopting this uh, faster. So I did, I can't, uh, I did a Turkish coffee reading. <laughs> so funny. I'm sharing all this. And it's just like a thing to do on a Friday night or something. 
but every other person on that call was in tech with another tech company in a different place in the world. So there was somebody in Singapore, but was with a tech company or somebody. And like, it, it was, it was so cool. Um, it was like, we were having a tech meetup, but at the same time, um, you know, with somebody who was teaching us something that we didn't, we had never experienced. Man, it, it just reminds you how big and small the world is at the same time. Small because you could have a cool show with some people from Portugal or big because there's so many things, Turkish coffee reading, the, you know, like learn how to do origami from someone in Japan. Like there's all these really neat things to explore, you know, and maybe we were so focused on, you know, going to beach on the weekend or something before this, it kind of, okay, now we really want to go out. We really want to do something. And I think we'll, we could become better because of this, you know, if we allow us, allow it to make us that way. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's absolutely true. Right. Like, and I think a uh, way to kind of wrap like the topic, cause we talked about how that digital transformation, right. And, and the, it's just bringing it full circle, how, yeah. how there are gifts to come from this pandemic, even though we can't wait for it to, to be less a big part of our lives. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, I've been going outside, you know, I, I call, always call myself like a mountain climber and a mountaineer and stuff, and, but, I, but I hadn't climbed some big mountains like Rainier and stuff for years because just got wrapped up in business. And so for me, one of the things for this has been, I've been hiking a heck of a lot. It's a little harder in the winter, but I've been like, I've been getting after it. And there's a list of 48 peaks in New Hampshire that are above 4,000 feet, which for us is big. Um, and, and so I've been tackling them with with some friends and got to four, 21 out of 48 this this past year, you know? So it, here I, you know, been saying, I want to get outside and do more of this. And, and it took something like COVID to say, okay, you can't go anywhere else you want. What could you do? Let's get outside. You know, let's, let's do something. Let's do what we always wanted to do, but maybe didn't have the, the nudge to do it. Yeah. I think that's, that is, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. You're awesome. Hey, where can people connect with you? Yeah, reach I, out. Um, so we talked about me as a CMO, uh, Active Campaign, which is an amazing company, and we are hiring marketers. So if you're a marketer mm. listening, come come join our amazing team. What kind um, of things you're looking for? Uh, across the board, we're growing, man. So uh, in kind of all areas of marketing, um, but you can. I am the uh, with all those things, one of the reasons people remember me or I get those accolades is because I am the only Maria Pergolino in the world uh, as of today. So I checked wow. this morning. So uh, <laughs> you can search my name, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, we talked about Clubhouse. Um, you could be one of my very few followers on TikTok. I can't promise a lot, but uh, I'm, I'm figuring it out with everybody else. Um, and then uh, happy to connect. It would be my pleasure. That's awesome. And we'll put all those links down there. We'll link to your list of cool things in the show notes as well um, for people to check out. And Maria, this has been awesome. You're this is so fun. You're fantastic. And and I love that you were open and honest and vulnerable enough to share some of the but also to care enough to share some of these ways that you've been finding, you know, adventure and excitement from even from your own home. Yes, but people have to give me more tips back. So I expect some Agreed. people when they connect will tell me things I'm missing. So I yeah. put it out there and, and I'm hoping to get some some uh, some back too. Totally. Well, they'll be reaching out on LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, all these other places. I love it. Uh, to, to throw some tips back at you. So. All right, perfect. 
Well, thank you again for being on here. I'm just such a pleasure and a blessing to have you on here sharing. I'm super grateful that you were able to join today. Thank you, Casey. I will, uh, well, I guess I'll see you on the next uh, podcast. I'll be listening. You have to have you come back. We'll talk more tips. COVID talk about how it all, if, if all the things I'm uh, thinking about, if they actually came to fruition. So it would be yeah. my pleasure. Or we get some sangrias with our friends in Portugal and we all have a one big, uh, one big podcast over that here. Sounds, that sounds even better. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. So for those people listening, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.